Welcome to the blogcast Mujeres Fronterizas. My name is Sofia Rodriguez McGoffin, and this is the next installment in a series on environmental justice for the Sky Island Alliance. In our last episode, I interviewed Denise Moreno Ramirez, who introduced us to her work on environmental racism. Today, I interview fellow Sky Island Alliance board member Cristian Aguilar Murrieta, who was born and raised in Baja California, Mexico, where she developed a deep interest in exploring the rural communities of the Sonoran Desert. Cristian came to Tucson almost a decade ago and now works with the Watershed Management Group as a communications and outreach specialist. Cristian, can you walk me through your career journey from your first job to where you are now? <laughs> okay. Um, well, my career journey started in La Paz, in, in Mexico. Uh, I'm from there. I uh, When I graduated, my first real job was um, in this... National Institute of Statistics and Geography, INEGI is, is the name. That's how we know uh, this institution in Mexico. Um, so that was like my first real job uh, when I graduated from the university, uh, La Universidad Autónoma de Baja California Sur in La Paz, in Mexico. And so I started working on rural censuses which allowed me to travel to secluded areas of Baja, California Sur, uh, like uh, ranches, ranchos in La Sierra La Giganta and hiding towns between the desert and the Sea of Cortez. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like an incredible first experience. It was really cool and... I mean, it was work, but also it was so much fun traveling with with my colleagues at that time. We were all young and having fun all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so um, how did that come to be? So can you tell us a little bit of your uh, position now? Well, it's now that i think i mean in between them and now a lot of things have happened uh first was i don't live in mexico in, anymore uh my family is still in la paz and i visit them but i don't live there i live in tucson arizona uh, and i've been here for 10 years now and it's way different but the things that i keep doing right now i feel like are very um, related to what I was doing at that time. And I, w I wasn't sure about this um, feeling until like maybe a couple of months ago when I started thinking about my past and my professional career and how is it that now I am uh, working in a nonprofit about... Uh, that works uh, with um, watershed uh, issues mm -hmm. in the city. Uh, the name is Watershed Management Group. I work there. I also uh, am studying the master's in landscape architecture mm -hmm. at the U of A. 
Um, and so, yeah, looking back, all the things I did after I graduated, I study ecotourism. We call it the, over there uh, alternative tourism, mm-hmm. which is rural tourism, ecotourism, adventure tourism, and it was it was amazing to to study that. I mean, how do you study that? Mm-hmm. Like just going camping and exploring and scuba diving and kayaking in the Sea of Cortez and in the ocean, Pacific Ocean. So it was amazing. But all my experiences helped me to get where I am now. Hmm. Yeah, and that's just a, a huge uh, geography. Your experience spans a a lot of geography and now you're doing bilingual communications. And like you said, you're doing the the work with a nonprofit here that deals with watershed issues in the Sonoran Desert. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that huge transition from where you were and to now and all those skills that you're probably applying to like communication and things like that, right? Exactly. Yeah, my my position right now at Watershed Management Group is uh, bilingual communications and outreach. Hmm. Uh, but my history with this organization it's it started when I moved to Tucson um, ten years ago. I started volunteering there. Uh, they used to have this amazing um, program, the co-op program, where we volunteers gather in a house, in a front yard or backyard, and we start doing these beautiful rain gardens with uh, installing, we learn to install uh, rain tanks and making these basins for the rain. So mm-hmm. we were ready, ready for the monsoon season. Um, yeah. That's something that I learned a lot there, and also opened my mind to like see people's gardens. Like here in Tucson, we have uh, mesquite trees in our front yards, uh, palo verdes in the city. In in La Paz, we don't have that. It, it's it's not very common to see that. So when I start noticing that here in Tucson, I was like, this is so beautiful. Why we are not doing the same in Mexico? I mean, we share the same plants. We are in the Sonoran Desert, Baja California Sur and Norte, um, Sonora. And we don't see native plants in our gardens. Yeah. So a focus on like species interactions, right? Like human beings in our, in our front lawns and gardens and the native species that we surround ourselves with or not, depending on whether you're in the U.S. or Mexico or, yeah, that sounds so cool. And I'm wondering um, what inspired you to um, kind of pursue for, you know, you talked about your transition from ecotourism and then to uh, outreach and communications, bilingual communications with the Watershed Management Group. And what kind of drew you to that environmental focus? Yeah, the I don't know if it's my problem <laughs> or my personal issue that I tend to be curious about things. And if I tell you all the jobs I have had in my lifetime, it's like, I mean, at one point in my life, I was a massage therapist in Mexico because, I don't know, I felt like 
I want to experience that. Why not? <laughs> um, but I guess it's all connected because that's related to with uh, with tourism, which I studied. That was my undergraduate degree. Um, but I never work in the tourism industry. Mm. And so when I got my degree in La Paz, I start I start working with Inegi. And then after that, we're a nonprofit uh, based in La Paz, Niparaja is the name. Um, and then with, in that work, we start traveling again uh, to La Sierra La Giganta and Guadalupe, which are, is this huge corridor that is in the middle of um, the state of Baja California Sur. Um, and it's so pristine and people live there, but it's like very, a very small population and it's like all scattered in, in this area, in these huge sierras. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were going to, to talk with them and to try to make a, to make this idea to work, to protect this, this corridor, um, I at the moment I don't think the Sierras La Giganta and Guadalupe are are a biosphere or a reserve, mm-hmm. but this no, local nonprofit in La Paz is working still there, like to protect this area, which is great. Mm. So so when I was traveling to these places, remote places, like I had to camp for almost three weeks or maybe a month to to stay there and because it it's it was to save uh, resources you know like gas and like making the whole trip over there is far away from the urban areas mm-hmm. um so it, it was not like oh i'm gonna stay in this hotel no it was camping all the time and going from ranch uh, ranch to ranch mm-hmm. uh, puros ranchos mm-hmm. <laughs> um so then i i that's where I learned how cattle can uh, eat the native plants. Uh, native plants take a lot of time to, to reproduce and to establish and to gain the landscape again. So also the, the buffalo grass that is all around the Sonoran Desert now, mm-hmm. like it's thanks to the cows that we have buffalo grass. Uh, so I start to realize in these problems in these rural spaces, these rural landscapes, um, that thanks to humans, uh, we have these issues with nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but also I start to feel very uncomfortable with myself because after kind of judging that, I was going back to the city and I was behaving bad <laughs> with nature too. <laughs> so it kind of... Uh... It was a formative maybe experience because you saw you 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 were removed from kind of the city dynamics and the city pace and then you came back to the city and um you it was probably kind of like a, a jolt to the system I imagine after being camping and observing kind of these impacts. It was like feel like I feel like a hi- hypocrite mm. because I was out there with nature and with these people that have been there for centuries doing the same thing. And I was so worried about the cows eating a bisnaga or a choya or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I was back in the city 
and I didn't worry about anything. Like everything was perfect. And then I start noticing, well, no, it's not perfect. Like I'm, I'm wasting a lot of water. Uh, we don't have water in the city. Why is that? Uh, we don't have plants in the city. We don't have shade. We have a lot of hard surfaces, pavement. We are killing nature and displacing the wildlife. Mm -hmm. Something is wrong here. And it's really, really, really wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that that's... got you in that direction. Mm -hmm. I guess that was the point where I was like, okay, uh, yeah, we have issues everywhere, but what can I do in the city? Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to know um, about the challenges that you faced in it coming from that perspective and personal or, or professional along this trajectory. Um, what challenges um, have you faced along the way? I guess um, challenges related to like my professional career, like what what are my um, what is what are my goals in my career? Uh, keep the a beautiful Sonoran desert, change people's perspectives of the native plants in Mexico and the U.S. Um, this I'm trying doing that with design. That's why I decided to study the Masters of Landscape Architecture because we can create these beautiful landscapes um, in an urban setting with uh, the wild plants. And so we can attract again pollinators, native bees, butterflies, and everything that, everything that we need to survive. Mm -hmm. um, I guess my the hard part is to actually change people's <laughs> mindset mm -hmm. or perspectives. I mean, we we are talking about years and years of believing in something, and like um, it's it's just so hard to change people's people's ideas or mm -hmm. traditions. Um, but I think I'm. And enjoying to try to do that. And maybe it's not going to happen in my lifetime, but maybe what I'm doing now will help the next generations or will be ready for the next generations to say, oh, this old lady did this. Maybe she was right. Let's try it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does that motivate you a little bit, you know, to think that, um, that you're that your efforts go toward um, handing down um, something in in a better state than it was. And, and I'm curious to know if there are other things that might motivate you, that keep you focused on your goals and um, help you stay resilient. I think it's, it's just that I love, um, I love what I do. And maybe... It doesn't feel like I'm suffering or dealing with issues because I could be doing different things, but this is what I want to do. Um, and so, I don't know, I guess I will continue. Like, for example, I have this blog, um, sonorandesertplants.com. 
I write in that blog when I have time and I make spotlights for different plants of the Sonoran Desert. Uh, and I give ideas for people, and it's in English and Spanish. I know we have so many different books in English um, from from designers, from landscape designers and, and botanists too, that talks about these plants, but we don't have many resources in Spanish. Mm. And so that gave, gave me the idea of, well, maybe I, I, I'm just going to enjoy writing a blog about the plants that I like the most and show people that maybe they can grow their plants and have them in their gardens. Um, this is the way I um, I have this specific plant in my front yard. And why is that? Like it's good for shade or it's just a very nice accent plant. Um, just using ideas that I learned also from the from landscape architecture, like playing with design and getting people excited about it. That's Mm -hmm. what I like the most. Um, Of course, yeah, the intention is is bigger than the superficial or the aesthetics. Um, Mm. But I feel like you can capture the people's attention (laughs) to something if if you make something fun mm-hmm. um, or fashionable or yeah la moda or yeah <laughs> to make people like oh I want that in my front yard I don't care if they attract this beast I it's beautiful and I like it and I want it in my front yard mm-hmm. then then I'll feel like okay good I, I did a great job hmm. that sounds like a great resource <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm curious to know, you know, yeah, it's just so interesting to listen to your story and this kind of trajectory that you've outlined. Um, What kind of advice would you give to someone um, pursuing these choices that you're pursuing, right? With the blog, with the bilingual outreach, um, the nonprofit work, and just also your landscape uh, design um, interests what would you what would you say to someone who was interested in pursuing those goals? Um, I guess first thing is to choose something that you really will enjoy. Mm. Like if you are studying something that doesn't bring you joy, then why do it? Uh, it can be like the best uh, degree you can have, and it's gonna help you. Um, to to yeah to have uh, your goals um, successful and but if you are not enjoying in the ride then why um, maybe it's doing something that that gives you or like makes you feel curious about other things. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's the way I. Personally, I manage myself <laughs> mm-hmm. because I tend to get bored. <laughs> um, and if I don't feel cu- curiosity about other things, then if I just concentrate in just one path, I get bored. Mm-hmm. So I need to go and see, not not like taking other paths, no, but maybe 
look to other ways and see what's going on there. Um, as an example, for me, there was a time where I, it was when I moved to Tucson. I mean, I came here without any expectations. Um, I wasn't thinking of getting a master's degree or not even a job. Like I was just at home for the first year in Tucson. I stay at home because I was so afraid to be out and, and talk with people because my English was, and it's still awful. <laughs> but, um, but then I start thinking and like, okay, what is it that I want to do? I have no idea what I want to do, but I need to do something right now. Um, because if you stay in a place where you are not moving, then nothing will happen and your mind will not get excited about anything. Mm. Um, so I started going to Pima College to take uh, sociology and anthropology and art classes just because I was curious about this, these classes. What is it about this? And those classes moved my brain. It was like a massage to my brain. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, this is amazing. I want to be a sociologist. And then I decided not to, <laughs> but that that made me feel that I can learn more about other things and how can I apply all this knowledge into something. Mm. Um, so everything that I have done helps me to, to be creative and fix problems in my life, mm. professional and personal. Um, so I guess that's my, my, my advice, do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love um. it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Christian and to you, the audience, for listening in to today's episode. Please stay tuned for our next episode on Mujeres Fronterizas. <laughs>